Howdy do, Rasa. Hello, Dad. How are you this fine day? I am doing great. So am I. It's wonderful to be with you. Are you ready to know everything? Yes, I am. All right, let's do it. Today, I want to talk to you about something we can steal from computer programming for everything else we do in life. Hacker! Yeah. When you watch movies or TV shows, they always depict programmers typing mysterious numbers and letters with a black screen so it all looks like mumbo-jumbo secret code. 7689, ready to launch. The truth is a lot simpler. Computers are very dumb, but very obedient. They will do exactly what you tell them. So you have to be super simple and super precise with your instructions. It's like if to eat pasta, I had to tell you, get fork, hold at bottom, push pointy parts into spaghetti, rotate twice in a circle, lift, and so on, just for one bite. I'd starve if I had to eat that slowly. Computer programs are so simple so slowed down, you could say, that it can be hard to understand what's happening when you read them. Ha! Huh. But what's the thing from programming that we can use in real life? Well, because programs are so hard for humans to read, the most important part of them isn't the code at all. It's the part that programmers call commenting. Commenting? Like talking or giving your opinion? Yeah. Comments in computer programs are the explanations in normal writing of what each part of the program is supposed to do. They're formatted in a special way so the computer doesn't read them at all. So who are comments for? Other human beings. When you write a computer program, you have to do it in a way that someone totally new could come in and take over for you. Because they're not machines, you have to explain each step of your reasoning to them and what you're going to do and how so they can understand and build on or change it if necessary. Think of a company like Apple or Google with tens of thousands of employees. Their code is important, but their commenting is even more important. It's the only way they can all work together or take over from one another. That's cool. It's like if me and my friends were all writing a book together, we'd need a really good outline to stay on track. Exactly. No matter how good your idea is in the book, no one could build on what you've done if you don't explain what it is and why you've done it. And that's true from activism to politics to law to culture. You have to explain yourself. You have to comment, not just code. In math class, they tell us something similar. Show your work. That way, no matter if you're right or wrong, the teacher knows what you were thinking. Commenting takes that same show-your-work idea and extends it to creativity. So say I was going to add commenting to this very show. You might say, we start with introducing each other and why we're here, to know everything. Then one of us shares a personal theory or life lesson. And on to the next segment. But first, a little transition music to give our and our listeners' brains a break. 
Are you ready for today's poem? Yes, I am. It's called, We've Been Discussing What It Would Mean to Have a Child in These of All Times by Robin Byers. Inside the third zucchini is a reddish worm, ribbed, ready as a joystick, flailing as if rattled from a long sleep. Behemoth, mortal, I put down the paring knife for a better look. Does it take the open air for a roaring wind? What will it eat here? What will it do now? Squirmy, wormy, wonderful. But I'm not sure what it has to do with kids. Can I read it? Yes. We've been discussing what it would mean to have a child in these of all time by Robin Myers. Inside the third zucchini is a reddish worm, ribbed, ready as a joystick, flailing as if rattled from a long sleep. Behemoth, mortal, I put down the paring knife for a better look. Does it take the open air for a roaring wind? What will it eat here? What will it do now? Well read. All right. You asked a great question about what does this have to do with having a kid? Let's start with the poem itself. In the poem, forget the title. Who's the behemoth? Who's the mortal with the knife and the zucchinis? Us, human beings. And what is inside one of those zucchinis when she's making dinner or whatever? A worm. Yeah. It is red, ribbed, flailing, and tiny, a little bit scared. Oh, that does sound a little bit like a baby. When you are a baby and you come out into that open air for the first time, there's probably so many questions. You're like that worm coming out of the zucchini in a way. What am I doing here? What's happening? Can I have chocolate? <laughs> exactly. Meanwhile, that title is something that people say and they wring their hands and they go, what would it mean to have a child in these of all times? The world's scary. There's so many issues and dilemmas and problems and controversies. Is this the right moment? How could we send an innocent thing out there? But at the same time, nature does it every day, right under our fingertips sometimes, right inside of our zucchinis sometimes. There's babies being born everywhere. You're a kid. You are not a newborn, but you're not a grown-up either. Do you feel like the world is safe enough for you to be in? Is it safe enough for new babies to enter or should it just be cordoned off? Grown-ups only. No kids allowed. Well, it's funny you ask this because I just read a book where it said the world is getting better. And of course, there's always things that are going to need work, but it's getting better because people are working together to achieve that. It's good to get good news. And it's even better to make good news. What would you say to that worm or the person 
putting it down and letting it wriggle out into the world. Have fun. Make friends. And maybe we shouldn't eat that zucchini. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes, I do. I've been reading a lot of futuristic sci-fi stuff lately and playing a little bit with the virtual reality goggles at our library. They show you these images and you're in it. You can move around and interact like it's a video game, but it seems so real. My question is, how do virtual reality goggles work? I know what you mean. I've been playing with you, and I'm ready to take the goggles off, go to the other part of the library, look up the answer, and let you and our listeners know. Sound good? Sounds great. I'm back. And I've got the answer to your vexing question. Virtual reality headsets work by combining a number of new and old technologies. What you see in the headset are two separate two-dimensional images projected in front of the left and right eyes. Our brain combines these into one image, just like it does with everything our separate eyes see. Make the images overlap in just the right way, and they seem 3D, a trick called stereoscopy that artists and engineers have used for centuries. So it's very likely your great, great grandparents saw 3D drawings too. What's new in virtual reality is these 2D images themselves can be animated. So you go from what seems like a 3D drawing to what seems like a 3D video or animation. Furthermore, sensors in the headset can tell which way you're turning and looking, so they adjust the video to match. Other features that make virtual reality headsets more immersive are headphones playing sound tied to the scene and motion feedback like shaking or throbbing to simulate things like hitting a bump or flying high. Most headsets come with hand controls too, so you can reach out pick things up, or manipulate your virtual world that way too. But the most powerful technology in virtual reality is also the oldest. They shut out sound and sight of everything else around you. It's just like in kindergarten when your teacher says to sit cross-legged, close your eyes, and listen to a story. Ooh, I want to try close your eyes. You're in a deep and enchanted forest. Birds tweet around you. A stream gurgles. Trees sway. <laughs> Out jumps a bear. I'm holding my heart here. You really surprised me. What can I say? Virtual reality Rasa packs a bunch. You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Join us on Patreon, shop our store, 
Submit your own vexing questions and hear more than 100 previous episodes for free at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you like to listen. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.